Two V Two Two V Two Podcast. Daddy, Dave, and Steve are awesome. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Two B T. Here we are with round two. Round two. I'm David. I'm Michael. <laughs> There we go. You're just so damned interesting, Dave. And we start talking, and we get distracted and go on for an hour. Yeah, yeah, I was I was totally recording off my onboard microphone on my computer instead of my my little setup that I have here at the house. And I was just all like, "What's going on here?" And then I realized, "Oh, hey, that's what's going on here." I'm recording off the crappy microphone, so we had to start all over. I mean, good thing like we were only like two hours into it and we had talked about all this stuff and like the secret of star Wars and all like this type of crap, yes. but it's okay. We'll just, we just start all over again. <laughs> yeah, all over again. So yeah, we were talking about, I, I, I mentioned to Michael on how much I miss seeing his face and it's really weird, dude. I got to say, it's really weird sitting here and looking at your chair being empty and your microphone not being used. And of course, like, well, Steve, you know, he's, he's the manager in the background. So he just, he just like, he usually just comes by and whips us, but I haven't even, he hadn't even come by to beat us up any here in a really long time, man. No, no. The so, last time was, uh, on the porch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, man, I got, a I, the, the echo base is, 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 is getting full. The Echo Recording Studio is getting full, and it's really gotten to the point where it's like, yeah, man, I really need to, uh, I really need to to expand into my garage and just say the devil with it, and just close off the garage. So, since I'm actually off on weekends now, unlike what I was all last year, uh, I think I'm gonna make that start making that happen like next weekend or something like that. At least like cleaning out the garage. That's that's the idea. That's the plan. At least we'll see what. Yeah, we'll see what actually comes out of that. But uh <clears throat> Yeah, man, I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff in this week. I know we had just talked just a second ago on that uh I'd I'd uh had a uh, seven was it seven? Yeah, seven boxes from Hasbro Pulse, one box from uh from from uh uh Dorkside Toys and then one box from Figure Shields. And figure shields is a little bitty clamshell things like I have covering my 40th anniversary figures. And these are for the 40th anniversary of the Empire Strikes Back because that's what I got in the mail this week. And uh, it kind of bummed me out just a little bit because I bought, I got two of all these blasted figures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like what I usually do. And one which to, ones are one they? To keep. The first shipment, the first wave. The first wave is, is Bespin Luke. First wave is Bespin Luke, um, Yoda, Princess Leia Organa, Hoth, Han Solo, Bespin, and Adat Driver. And uh, all these figures, I realized after I got them in, I have every one of them already open. So I technically didn't have to get two of them, but I did anyways because I'm a goof and I didn't think about it. And that's just my natural reflex to go ahead and order two. Now, on the Besman Luke, that is a different face sculpt and different face paint and stuff like that. So that's cool. But all these other ones have been released within like the past couple of years. Well, minus Yoda. But still, like I'm just like, well, crap. I didn't realize it. But the next wave is is the really cool one, and I think that's a, a TIE Fighter pilot, which I've already got one of him. I didn't have to order two of him, and then 
uh, Snowspeeder Luke. They haven't released him, so I'm super stoked about that one. Uh, Rebel Hoth Rebel Trooper, which they haven't released that one, and I'm super, super excited about that one. Um, Lando Calrissian, I've already got him, but this is also another one that they've redone the face sculpt on and stuff. And then, uh, uh, crap, what's that final one? Oh, Snow Trooper. And, of course, I also have the Snow Trooper as well. So Nice. But, yeah, man. <sighs> yeah. So I'm just waiting now. I think it's June or July when those come out. And then Hasbro did this thing uh, yesterday, or I'm sorry, not yesterday, on Friday, where they did a uh, fan first Friday where they did some live stream thing, I think is what they called it. And it was pretty neat. They showed a bunch of exclusives that they've got coming out. Uh, and uh, I would have to show you next time you're over here. They did this They did this uh, thing for the 30th anniversary of the Empire Strikes Back that was also a Star Wars Celebration exclusive that I picked up at Celebration 5, which was my first celebration that I ever went to. It was amazing. That was what hooked me in. That was what got me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm never missing another one of these. And uh, they had this, uh, it was a two-pack of the Vintage Collection. And, you know, it looks like it's like the Vintage cards. It's three and three-quarter inch figures because the six-inch Black Series wasn't out then. Uh, But they had a... uh, uh, it was four Lom and Zuckus, or four LOM, if you want to be like super, uh, uh, you know, whatever about it. I'm not gonna, you know, they, uh, the, yeah, exactly, super precise. That's that's the word I was looking for. Exactly. Well, yeah, you remember in the Bounty Hunters there on the bridge of the the Star Destroyer and Empire Strikes Back where you've got like all of them lined up there. Yeah. And you have the two you have one that looks like he's just a robot, like a droid with like these like bug eyes looking things. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you can tell like he has like an all metal body. That one is the one that they refer to as Forlom or Four L O M. The L O M is supposed to stand for love of money, so for love of money. Oh. And then uh the other dude who's kinda kinda bug eyed as well, but has like the robes on, his name is his name is Zuckus. Uh back when they first did those figures, way back in the early eighties when they when they when they released those figures, like nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty one. Uh, whenever they first put them out, they realized that 4LOM was on the one that had the robes who just looked like he was an alien, and Zuckus was on the one that looked like he was a robot or a droid. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, man, this looks kind of weird because shouldn't the one that's the droid be 4LOM or 4LOM, and then the one that looks like an alien be Zuckus? And so they took the names and swapped them. So from there, from that point on, the one that we know as Zuckus is the one with the robes, and the one that we know as 4LOM is the one that actually looks like a droid. But whenever they first came out, that was swapped. So whenever the vintage collection came out, they had swapped those over as a as a as a uh, celebration exclusive. Therefore, celebration five slash thirtieth anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Well, now ten years later, they've done that again, but with the six inch figures, and it's super freaking cool. And you, that, things like that is what rope me in, man. Like things like that is what gets me, and I'm like, ooh, start like rubbing my hands, like all excited, like you know, evil evil villain style. Like if I had a the curly Q, like handlebar mustache, I'd totally probably be twirling that, going like, eh, 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 I must have this, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, but well, talk about it. You brought up celebration. Yeah, I know you had everything planned and booked and ready to go. And what's going to happen with that? It's like everything else. Is it is it dead in the water? Not yet, man. It's uh, it's officially still on. Um, I did really get an email from uh, Reed Pop the other day in, in Star Wars Celebration about it, and it was just basically like more like smoke blowing. I, in all actuality, unless they they mir- miraculously come up with a, a vaccine within the next couple of months, I don't look for Celebration to happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm still saving all my money. I'm still like holding all that back. I've yet to book my flight. And I keep telling myself I should probably just go ahead and book my flight because I still have Disney booked and I've already got half of my Disney trip paid for. So I need to probably go ahead and do all that crap so that way I can, you know, be ready for that. But it just depends on if Disney's even open back up at that point in time. I don't know how those parks and stuff like that can sustain that long. I mean, a corporation like Disney's got a ton of money, but. You know, just for those parks to sit vacant like that has got to be a, an insane amount of money that they're just pouring down the drain. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I, I got no clue, man. I, 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 like I said, I don't look for celebration to happen. I have a big bad feeling that they're going to, you know, postpone it. And then if they still can't do it, the, whenever the postponed date comes around, then they'll wind up canceling it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's my thought. But fingers crossed it still happens. But I, I don't know. I think right now the whole reason why they haven't announced the cancellation is because their uh, you know, insurance purposes and all like that type of good stuff. Because even the governor of, of San Francisco came in San Francisco, <laughs> the governor of California. Yeah. yeah. The governor of San Francisco. Raw, oh, Yeah. Uh, the governor of California came out, I guess is probably about like close to probably a month ago. And he said that there would be no gatherings of large amounts of people for the foreseeable future. Uh, he didn't give any sort of time limit or anything like that on it. So, uh, you know, he's saying no. And of course, you know, uh, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, uh, canceled probably about like a month ago or whatnot. And that's in July. So, and of course, celebrations there at the end of August. I mean, the very end of August. So we're coming up on, you know, within like a week or two would be about the time range that they would probably, they should be announcing some sort of cancellation or postponement or whatever, I would assume. So, yeah. It's a bummer. I don't know. Job, but you got to do what you got to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, like, even if they do, can, like, the money's not an issue. Like, I'll get refunded on everything. And they even said in the email that if they wind up postponing it, then it, it would be up to the purchaser if they wanted to transfer that purchase to the next convention you know like you know for the for for where the for the postponed date or to receive a full refund on your on your purchase and stuff like that so yeah so i would i would you know with me i would just be like yeah man i'll just i'll i'll take the postponed date i'm all right with that yeah saves me saves me having to take a day off from work to try to get 
passes for the blasted thing. So this will be the first Scarborough Fair since 2007 that I haven't got to go to, and it is the 40th anniversary. Oh, you can still man. go online and get the shirts because they already had the shirts made up. So I'm gonna go get me a 40th anniversary really? shirt. Trish, my wife, showed it to me. The boss showed it yeah. to me the other day, and I'm like, "Yeah, hey, I got to get one of those just for to support them because they're in the same yeah. situation. Um, they're not necessarily like the big uh, theme parks that have all the maintenance and upkeep. They probably still have to keep an eye on and you know cleaning and all that because they're out. <laughs> they're basically cabins in the woods. Old. Oh yeah, cab, yeah. But, uh, Still, they're losing money, a lot of money, and the people the people that make their life on the circuit, because most of everybody you see at Scarborough Fair, or they go around, they're like carnies. Um, oh yeah, they go everywhere. No, that's across. That's the exactly it, man. Yeah, carnies, carnies and rennies are you know or Renfest workers are basically the same thing. They just travel from Renfest to Renfest. Yeah. And I, I look at that and I'm like, dude, that's got to be an awesome life. I couldn't, like, I don't know. I just, I, I start wondering, like, would I get sick and tired of, 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 uh, <laughs> of, uh, you know, Ren fairs and stuff like that if I was a Rennie? Like, if I worked yeah. at a Ren fair, you know, traveled around doing that whole thing. And I'm going to pose something to you, Michael, since, since I was talking about this the other day with a buddy of mine. And, uh, you know, like you always go to Scarborough because we were talking about Scarborough, uh, me and my buddy. And I was like, man, you know what they need to do? Cause Scarborough is known for like their turkey legs, right? Yeah. Like they have really good turkey legs and, uh, I'm not, I, I, their turkey legs are good. I'm not a huge turkey leg fan because they get kind of messy and you got like all the crap that's, I mean, it's got a lot of meat on it, but then you got a lot of like weird, like tendons or connective tissue in there or something like that or whatever. And you got to eat around that and pull those out and all like this type of good stuff. But how about this, man? What, like, I think they sell those turkey legs for like $12 a piece or something like that, too. What if instead of turkey legs, they did pork loin on a stick? So you just got like a big freaking pork loin, like just a big hunk of meat, like on a stick that you could just walk around and eat. That that sounds interesting. Yeah, doesn't it? Like I would, there. right, dude? I would totally pay. I'd pay twenty dollars for that. I'd pay twenty dollars for a pork loin, pork loin, and I walk around with my nice, uh, you know, horn of of beer or mead, and I just like gnaw on that like all day long, and yeah. just stop at every freaking beer tent that I could find, and just get a refill. Oh, it'd be glorious. Well, since we're, Man, we're not getting, see, we always, that's a good idea. And, and that makes me think because since we're not, because the, every year we go, it's my, it's my wife's birthday. That's what she always wants to do for her birthday weekend or as near to yeah. it as possible. And it's also very close to Mother's Day. Usually it's like, oh, yeah. that's what she wants to do, but not getting to go. They're going to be doing <laughs> my mother-in-law and sister-in-law and uh, niece and daughter they're going to be wearing their dresses they're going to go ahead and dress up and we're going to have oh, yeah. rent Scarborough at home oh that's and cool I'm responsible for figuring out how to make a, the steak on a stick I don't have to do the turkey leg <laughs> but I'm supposed to learn how to do the steak on a the stick steak on a steak 
yeah, yeah. steak on a steak and uh, sausage on a stick and something else on the grill. You might. Dude, that sausage on a stick that they serve is freaking awesome. That's usually my first stop whenever I get there. Me and my buddy, like, we, we hit the sausage on a stick and we get a beer at the same place every year when yeah. we first start off. And then, oh, man. <sighs> I'm missing Scarborough, dude. Yeah. I'm missing Scarborough and something I'm not fierce. Say like all it, the food is good, but I still have to. Yeah. It's like I have to try it and graze all day long on little things. That's kind of oh what I do. yeah, man! One of the best things is they have that like really uh, the bread that they sell. It's like a flat bread. It's like the cheapest. I don't thing think you I've can ever get. tried that before. You got to get it, man, because they have that, and you can then put something on it like a. They have different jams you can put on it or jellies. Um, really? And it's like for a buck. <laughs> it's like the, what? the best thing there's there. Like everything's so expensive. Really? Like you're talking about the turkey legs. But I know where yeah. all the cheap things that are filling are, man. Yeah. Okay. It's- you see, I'm... Uh- I've I've met up with y'all at Scarborough before, but I've never been able to go to Scarborough with y'all before. No. We've got to rectify this like next year, I'm, or I'm we just got to say the devil with it. What's that? I'm thinking you suggested the Texas Rip yeah. down near Houston. I really oh, want yeah. to do that because it's like it's supposed to be like Scarborough Fair is like 40 acres. It's supposed to be like yeah. that on steroids. Oh God, yeah, that's what I hear. I hear it's a lot larger than 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 Scarborough in that it's it's you know very cool, a lot of fun, and basically like it's uh, from what I understand, it's basically like Scarborough's like Big Brother, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and I I want to go something fierce, and I, like I said, I'm pretty. I won't even say pretty. I'm almost a hundred percent positive. Celebration is going to get postponed. And if they postpone that, then that totally frees up a ton of vacation time I've been holding on to. And even if, even still, even if celebration happens, that'll be going on at about the same time that I will get more vacation time. So I'm still be free to like take off and go down. So like I'm 110% game because it's something I've been wanting to do. And it's just, I think it's just like just north of Houston. And so it's mm-hmm. actually like not too expensive to stay down there and all like this type of good stuff. And, uh, I do know that they even have like a campground that you can there, camp there at, is, but yes. I'm a person, I'm a person that likes electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, I like, I like electricity and I like air conditioning. And this doesn't actually happen in Texas whenever it's always nice and cool. Like it's, it's, I think it starts in October and runs through November and I think all the way up to almost Christmas or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It's a good long festival. I do know that. Or Ren Fair. I'd have to look it up. I just hope uh, that but, a lot of the people that are the regulars on the circuit are able to come back. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like everybody else. Like how many restaurants are going to be closed down? How many of those people are just not going to be have the 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 way to get there oh yeah well uh uh i know a friend of mine she uh she's she's a regular out of scarborough and she used to do the uh, season pass and all like this type of stuff she doesn't do it anymore um 
she just because she doesn't have the time with her job and stuff like that. But uh, that's one thing I always want to do is get to get to see this. If if Waxahachie wasn't so far from where I live at, I would totally get a season pass and go out there like three or four times a year, or if not more. Yeah. If I lived close enough, I'd go every blasted weekend just walking around. Yeah. yeah, just because that's I I could seriously I myself could go out there by myself and not spend a dime and have a blast just walking around I the place. Too. Yeah, yeah, because. It's just it's just fun to go out there and people watch, and and just I mean it's I, I don't know what it is, man. Like a I like people watching, and b I like the whole you know do you and I well you me you and Steven, all three of us grew up loving like fantasy stuff, you know Dungeons and Dragons, all like that type of stuff, and so going to these types of things transports you to that time frame, basically. Yeah. So it would just be, you know, it'd just be freaking neat, man. TRF starts October third and runs through November the twenty ninth. Yeah. So, and the TRF stands for Texas Renaissance Festival. So I had to look that up real fast. But I think that's something definitely you need to pursue. As long as oh yeah, it. yeah. For sure. And I know that they sell discount tickets at times, so that's another thing we need to keep looking out for. And stuff they do like the that theme too. weekends. That's oh, yeah. fun thing. If you the theme weekend, they'll have a pirate weekend. They'll have a fantasy weekend where people are encouraged to like go more, lean into like the elves and stuff. And then they have a... Oh, yeah. They have a, I can't remember some of the other, but they have all different kinds of themes. And then like the we funniest, need to find- one of the funniest things I've ever seen, though... I was walking along. I went and got me a, one of my little uh, sausage on a stick, and I'm standing there under a tree, hanging out. And I hear something, and I turn around, and there's three stormtroopers with, with their rifles, inter- <laughs> stopping and interrogating people. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I've I've got some buddies of mine that have gone out there, and and there it might have been some friends of mine that were out there doing that because I've had friends of mine go out there with uh uh. You know, their 501st kits, and then friends of mine that have gone out there and their Mandalorian Mercs kits. So, yeah, I was I was actually uh, just pulling up the theme weekends just then. Uh, they have uh, Oktoberfest, of course. Uh, Pirate Adventure, All Hallows' Eve, Heroes and Villains, Celtic Christmas, Highland Fling, Barbarian Invasion, and 1001 Dreams. Nice. Uh or I guess the actual, I guess the actual rotation of it would be, uh, 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 Oktoberfest, 1001 Dreams, Roman Bacchanal, Pirate Adventure, All Hallows Eve, Heroes and Villains, Barbarian Invasion, Highland Fling, and Celtic Christmas. Like, I'm game for all of them, but you know I'm going to pick Barbarian Invasion if I've got a choice, because that just sounds, I mean, that just sounds like way freaking cool. Yeah. Uh, So you brought up the thing about doing it for a living, and my wife, every year the subject comes up, someday, I mean, mean, our oldest, I'm far away from actually retirement, but, you know, the discussion's been had someday, um... Well, we got one kid out of the house um, coming this fall, and uh, the other one we'll have forever in the house. So, yeah, could we have the? Could we if we came up with the right gimmicks? Would we be able to, you know, maybe do the circuit or a small part of it? You know, like 
because you because we even looked into the prices and stuff and you know of course the buildings are one thing and then just having a space and then having a space that's covered with a tent you know all those different things yeah different options and it's all different price ranges it's like my wife for one would she'd love it she'd just love it oh god yeah Here's what we need to do. We need to here's uh, here. I'm setting this forth for us yeah. because I want to take part in this and we could have like our, our own little booth that we could share between me, you and, and, and the boss. And, uh, we could take, we could sell, uh, wizard staffs, Ooh. wizard staffs and like pottery and stuff like that. Yeah. So, we, we, somebody needs to learn how to do pottery. Somebody needs to learn how to like carve wood and the like cool wizard staffs. And we need to have like a good, uh, flow of that wood, said wood coming in and stuff like that. And even do like wands and crap like that. You know, like oh, Harry Dresden has this blasting rod, which is kind of like a wand. So you could do blasting rods or whatever. And then you could also do wands and all like this type of good stuff. Well, speaking of Dresden. Yeah. And. I have been burning through some freaking audio books. Dude, you have. I've been impressed, man. Like, you have been, like, burning through the Dresden Files. Like, I think you did what? Like, was it, like, three this week or well, something like I that? first I did. Well, first I did the, the expanded the Rise of Skywalker, the expanded edition, which is yeah. so cool on so many different levels. It expand. It does what it does in the title. And I, I said something the other day. It's like it's a shame that you need the book to make the movie even better. And it kind of proves to me the point that has if Disney were to make Star Wars like more like what they're doing with Mandalorian, I'd love to see a nine or ten episode Rise of Skywalker. They could have filled in all the gaps. Because a lot of people had all these questions about why this and why that. Well, they would have gone, been able to go back and have a huge, like the stuff about Luke's training of Leia. Leia, there's a bunch of, there's a lot of Leia point of views in the book. So you get a lot of her and you get a lot of why she's done the things she's done. Um, really in depth. You get a lot um, from the point of view of like, a, oh God. The, the 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 Poe's uh, former friend on the planet where they go to oh Zori Bliss Zori yeah Zori, the, you get a lot about that crew and her people a lot and awesome. the, her decision about why she does what she does in the movie um, yeah it's just so even like all the different players you get so much you get so much about why what's going on with Palpatine there's like an entire ton of stuff about Palpatine yeah. that you don't get in the movie that's, you know, if, you know, if they were to spread it out, it would have been even, I think better. Yeah. But the book, yeah, the book does feel, the book does help a lot and it's, it's, it's just, it's good. Yeah. Unfortunately you get that with a lot of that stuff, man. And like, and that's what disappointed me most about that is it felt like, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I, I love, you know, rise of Skywalker. It just, it, and you could tell by the pacing of the movie that they were rushed to fit all this stuff into the movie to make the ending make sense. It was one of those that it's like, you look at it and you're like, yeah, that totally should have gone on for at least like 
two more movies, <laughs> you know, if yeah, anything, yeah. because there's so many, there's so many ties that they had to wrap up, had to, had to, had to finish up. And that, that still like kind of bugs me. It's like, well, it, you know, that, that being the case, why did you go ahead and set a definite end right here on this one? And they could have really expanded on a lot of that and fleshed out a lot of these characters. And even I would go as far as saying fleshed out even these main characters that they picked for this 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 the sequel series i'm not disappointed with these characters i just feel like I, I i feel like they didn't flesh them out as much as what they did with the characters from say the original trilogy or even the prequel trilogy and even the prequel trilogy had a leg up because a lot of those characters you already knew like obi-wan kenobi and stuff like that you know and yoda uh but you know it it, it, it is what we it, it is what it is. We got what we got, and I, I'm not saying I dislike what we got. I'm just saying I, I wish that they would have extended it just a little bit just to kind of flesh it out just a wee bit more. Yeah, just a wee yeah, bit more. Yeah, I know what you're saying there. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I love it even more. And it made finishing this the novelization made me love the entire sequel trilogy even more as a whole because it ties everything yeah. together. And it even, in, it, I mean, it gives you a, you get a really good understanding about what this special thing between Ray and Ben or Kylo is. Yeah. Because even they realized it before the Emperor did. The, um, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the Force Dyad? The Dyad thing. And it explains why that's so special. Like, yeah. for me, I was like, a Dyad? A, a what? But in the book, it's yeah. like, this is actually something uh, they it explains it really well to where I feel like I get it now because it, it, yeah. it really does have something to do with the way the Sith always a master and an apprentice master and apprentice because the master is always trying to find an apprentice that says stronger stronger so that they can create a, a dyad that's what their goal oh, is okay. they're seeking to become this because but that that of that of it's like Kylo tells Ray, says, but no, we'd be unstoppable together. And they would have been. And they, they, they were able to together take down Palpatine. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe he's <laughs> gone for good because though it also goes into great detail. He explains in great detail how he survived. Cause he, he had known that he could sense the doubts in Vader's minds for quite some time. So he was in preparation for him to make a move against him. Oh, okay. And then it's like, oh, okay. And he's like, I learned this from my master before I killed him, how to do this special thing. Yeah. And yeah, that is a clone body. And the reason the clone, I'm sorry if I'm, I don't, I'm not spoiling it too much. Anymore. No, 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 no. You're not. No, dude, you're good. Keep the going. Cloning, I've already seen the movie. The so the cloning yeah. hadn't been perfected of his body. Hadn't been perfected enough so that when Darth Vader did throw him down the shaft and he had to perform his force magic transmigration of his soul and powers to this body that was waiting for him, it wasn't ready for him. So that's why they had to keep him hooked up to these tubes and constantly, like, there's a part in the book where Ray's, like, standing there and says, you can just smell the rotting flesh because they can't keep this body alive. Oh, Okay. Yeah, see, see, I'd heard about that. That the whole reason why he's on those machines is is because, you know, basically, like he's so powerful with the force that it just kind of keeps destroying that body or or, or whatever. Uh, yeah, but yeah, man, that's 
No, it's cool. I'm going to have to get that. That's going to be, uh, I'm getting that. Well, I should have, I, sh- I should have my credit in my Audible account yep. now. So, so yeah. Yeah. That's happening. I'm it's excited happening about my tonight. credit too, because, <clears throat> excuse me, 31 minutes, clear my throat. Uh, <laughs> I finished that and then I jumped back into Dresden Files and it's like we talked about last time we talked about it. It's like it's just there's just when you you're, you you get into a series that long, it's just like and the writer is so consistent. It's oh, like yeah. you never stopped, you never stepped away for very long. And it's been almost a year since I picked up a Dresden Files book. I feel like because we got some yeah, it's, in the it, Red Rising and the Expanse. Oh yeah, it'd been a minute since I know it'd been a minute since you since you'd uh, gotten in on on the Dresden Files. The last book was uh, White Knight that I had read, and oh wow, that's a long time. Um, and then I jumped into Small Favor, jumped into Turncoat, and I'm like four yeah. hours away of finishing Changes, and oh, okay. I've already got a Ghost Story. Which leaves me my credit okay. that I got is going to go towards cold days, and then all yep. I have to do is do skin game, and then oh, I'll be okay. ready for the next two books that come out in July and September. Yeah, skin game is really cool, man. Skin game is really neat. I, I really like skin game a lot. Uh, did you did you double check to make sure that the uh, that the ghost story uh, that you got was the one narrated by James Marsters? I need to. If not, I'll just re- exchange it. You probably did. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say you can exchange. You, of course, like, you, well, you know that you can exchange books, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you probably did. I don't even know if they post the other one anymore or not. Uh, because I think, I think I actually got that version, the James Marsters version for free because I already had the other version and I think they went ahead and swapped it out. Now the other version's still in my library. But I don't ever listen to it because the James Mar- to me the James Marsters version is so much better because he is the voice of Harry for me, yeah. you know. Uh, and he, like I said, you know he's he's basically you know J- we, we most people know already James Marsters not just a narrator just he doesn't just do you know narration for books for a living he is actually an actor yeah. and so it feels like he's actually built a character of Harry. And, you know, made this whole character. So whenever he is actually reading these, he's got certain inflections and different things that he does for these just regular sayings that, that because one of Harry's sayings is stars and stones and the way he says it is, is yeah. a spe- specific way. And so whenever you hear somebody else do it, they just don't seem to do it right or whatever. So it's, uh, so yeah, I'm hooked to for the long haul. And it's just the funny thing. It's like, I guess if you ever see, butcher take him a can of coke or a piece of pizza you know because that's <laughs> that's what he apparently loves because he's very consistent in what the tastes are unless he hates that stuff and it's just the character he's he's but he sells it so good because it's it's a good microbrewed beer pizza yeah. and uh coca-cola nothing else well i know for a fact that he does not like beer oh, okay um yeah, because uh, but whenever because I, I have I have a, a copy of Cold Days assigned by him. I I saw him at a convention in uh, Houston, and I was able to talk to him for a little bit. And I was trying to get an interview with him at the time because I was actually working for a different website at that point in time. And uh, 
I was trying to get an interview with him and, and, uh, he actually had given me his email and told me to email him and he could, you know, we could set up an interview and all like this type of stuff. And I was like, awesome, cool. And then things kind of fell apart afterwards, but I was asking him about, you know, I was just kind of shooting the breeze with him and telling him about, uh, you know, uh, beer in the area. And I was telling him about how like, you know, Shiner beer is pretty good, but make sure you try these local brews and all like this. And he goes, oh, well, you're getting me confused with my character, Harry. I don't <laughs> like beer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But he had, a like, apparently one of the things that people bring him is bottles of Coke. Because he had, like, four or five glass bottles of Coke. The You know, you get the... Uh, the Mexico Coke yeah, or whatever yeah. here in this, in Texas, and it's made with real sugar. And uh, he had about four or five bottles of that all around him. So I guess apparently people bring him bottles of Coke whenever he does signings and stuff like that. So, but yeah, no, he's 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 a quirky dude, man. He's pretty cool though. Uh, the the time that I met him, he was very friendly, very. Uh, uh, it, whenever, whenever, even though there's a pretty good line of people there behind me and I got to talk to him probably longer than what I should have, he's very, uh, uh, whenever he's, whenever he's signing your stuff and he's talking to you, you feel like he's, you're very singled out and he's talking directly to you Yeah, and he's not sitting there looking for the next person to sign Pierce, their stuff Pierce or whatever. Brown had that ability too. And I, I'm sure butcher's line is enormous. That line that Pierce Brown had down in Austin was is unbelievably long, and is I don't know how many hours I stood near the back of it before. I mean, they closed the book. He's closed the bookstore down and stayed up there signing, and he oh still, yeah he did the same thing. He's like, and Jim Butcher, I've actually I recommend. I don't know if you've ever done this, but uh, of course, like on YouTube, if you just go type Jim Butcher, you can find all kinds of panels he's on. And he seems like he's definitely got a personality. Oh, uh, yeah. A, a unique personality. Uh, that's fun to, to, to hear him talk. And, I mean, he has opinions, uh, pretty strong opinions and about writing oh, God, and yeah. all this other stuff. And it's, it's just neat to, I mean, I did. you go down the rabbit hole of YouTube videos like that. You can do that pretty easy and burn a half a day easily and uh, learn some cool stuff also while in the process. Oh yeah. Like, uh, apparently it seems like a lot of these, uh, cause I, I have done that a couple of times and it seems like a lot of these panels and things like that, I guess apparently he's pretty good at writing action scenes and explosions and yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, I, I, I even remember the, the convention that I was at, that I saw him at, that I got my uh, issue of cold days signed, uh, was, uh, one of the panels was how to write an explosion <laughs> by Jim Butcher or whatever. Oh, really? So I, I didn't, I actually did not get to make the panel, but I, I, you know, it's still like, it's one of those that I'm still kicking myself that I didn't get to make that panel, but it's still kind of funny to think that like, you know, all these conventions that he goes to and stuff like that, that, that they, uh, that they always have him do panels on like action scenes and explosions. He does, and, good and, action. And, he does do that. Well, the action scenes are pretty, Pretty strong. You can't. You can't. Oh gosh, yeah, man. But, yeah, yeah. I'm on blood rights now, and I'm going through and actually doing all the. I found a list that lists all the short stories and all the uh, all the short stories, all the graphic novels, and of course all the books, all in order. And so I'm going through and 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 listening to all those right now as I'm working my way up to the release of of. 
peace talks and then, you know, uh, 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 God, blimey. I can't remember the last, the name of the next, the book that comes out after oh, the it. next book. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's like you said, peace talks on July 14th battlegrounds. Yeah. And then September 29th is battleground. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I'm going yeah. to do that too. If I might, I'll probably get caught up in well before July. So I might yeah. need to track down. Do they have audio versions of the, uh, they do. Side they do. They're, they're briefcases. Are those the two you're talking of? Side jobs, briefcases, and working for Bigfoot. I think is the final one. I saw that one. every time. Yeah. What's it now? I saw that one the last time I was looking up some of the books. Yeah, that sounds funny. Yeah, there and the, man, like that. That working for Bigfoot's really cool because it's all stories that he's written about Bigfoot and and all like this and and but. A lot of those, a lot of those short stories and novellas and stuff like that that he's written for Dresden are actually really good, man. And some of them, I'm like, man, I really wish that they would have like, you know, expanded on this and actually made an entire story of it. There's, there's a, there's a point, you know, uh, where uh, I can't remember between what two books it was, but they have uh, uh, Karen Murphy. Oh, Murph go off with, with Kincaid to, to, to Hawaii. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's actually in the middle of one of the books. Is that small favor? No, it's not small favor. I can't remember. It was, um, it's gotta, it has to be because that was going to be, God, it's the one, what's the one where he faces off against the, the, the duello. Oh, um, is that proven guilty or? Yeah. Yeah. I think that he, yeah, I think it's proven guilty where he's saving Morgan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so while, while he's doing that, he's, you know, Murphy's off in, 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 uh, Hawaii with Kincaid, but apparently something happens to them while they're in, in Hawaii because she comes back with like a broken arm and all like this type of stuff. And I'm like sitting here going, well, what the hell happened while they were in, 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 in Hawaii? Because they're both like supernatural fighters. So there had to have been something cool happened while they were in Hawaii. I want to hear a short story or even a full book about that, man. Yeah. Cause Karen is just as much as an, as an intriguing character to me as much as what Harry is. You oh, know? no, she's so, amazing. She's every, oh, yeah. every, she, she seems, she keeps growing as a character for me that I'm like, she's definitely important. Oh man, and she, she has a really cool part and changes that's got some really freaking cool lines. And I've, I've pretty sure I've got them saved on my Audible account, but I've yet to play them or let you hear them because I don't want to spoil it. And it's really freaking neat. And you're so close to it right now. Yeah, I'm really just like, cool. oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I keep asking you where yeah where yeah where yeah where yeah because well, turn oh, code yeah. turn code is the one where Morgan was on the run and framed for murder. Yes, um, that was a really interesting. That almost seems like I don't know where it's going. I'll know pretty soon once I get to the end of Skin Game. But it seems like the world's just falling apart. And since the very beginning, there's been this suspicion that other forces are at work trying to undermine everything. And it's getting more and more clear that that's true. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. B- basically, the uh, I don't think it's the end of this book, but 
uh yeah skin game you learn a little bit at the end of this book but really uh ghost story and skin game especially skin game you kind of really get an idea of the overall picture of what's really going on and what's really happening and stuff like that because it's it's actually pretty uh, of course it's intriguing but it's actually really pretty stinking cool too because it's starting to all like fall together and that's why i tell people that have listened to these books before to like once you go through them all go back and listen to them or reread them all over again because you'll start picking up and that's every time i listen to these things back through again i start finding different little pieces that were foreshadows yeah in the early books that are referencing something that happened and just the most recent book, and you're like, holy crap, dude. Like, he had this planned out all the way back then. Like, what is this guy's, like, notes and stuff like that got to look like? It's like, like no you know, kidding. George, you know, I always talk about what does George R. R. Martin's and, and Patrick Roth's, like, notes, and, like, do they have, like, a whiteboard that's just nothing but oh an God. entire room of these whiteboards of all these characters and trees, and, like, these people are all connected this way, so that way they can keep everything straight and blah, 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 blah. It's kind of like that with... with with uh with Dresden, you know. Well, yeah, his, man, uh, it's he put out his first. I'd say, looking at the list, or he put out his first six books really fast. Uh, oh yeah, six books in four years. Holy crap! I didn't realize they were that quick. Two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four, and then he took a two year break, and did Deadbeat, then he did Proven Guilty, then White Knight, then Small Favor. Then turn coat and the, the year between all of them, all yeah. the way up until cold days, 2013. So he was putting inconsistent. And then in 2015, there was a two year gap and he put skin game out. And now there's been a four year gap or five year gap. And he's putting the two books out, but I noticed something. It wasn't until deadbeat or proving guilty that apparently his publisher had enough confidence in him to start releasing the first book, Skit Stormfoot, as a hardcover. Oh, really? So from 2000 to 2007, his readership probably kept growing and growing and growing. And it was paperback first issue. And that's when people are like, well, we're missing out here because so many people love his books. We need to start putting out hardcovers. So they put out hardcovers of everything pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, after that. Um, That's pretty interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I was just looking here. I was like, why do they got what? Well, there's a big gap. In, uh, and the books seem to keep getting longer and longer. Oh, yeah. Well, the stories. Well, this, I think it's because the story is getting more elaborate and, and starting to like really expand on what's actually going on with this, you know, and I can't remember what book it is, but he, there's, there's a book where he starts piecing things together where he goes like, well, something's going on to cause, you know, guys with moderate talents to learn how to make a drug and, and, and all like this and gives FBI agents, good FBI agents, uh, these hex and wolf belts that corrupts their, their soul basically and changes who they yeah. are and, yeah. and all like this. And, you know, and, and he starts like piecing it all together and it's like, Oh, okay. And I can't remember what book that was. Um, the one with I think the it belts? was, bef- 
No, 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 no. Where he actually starts piecing it, to, where he actually starts oh. piecing it together that it's actually a bigger entity that he's fighting against instead of just these like monster of the year, monster of the month type thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because it's 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 pretty cool and and uh, part of it, part of you, part of it you've already kind of been introduced to. You just don't realize it yet, really. So. Well, yeah. another big thing that I haven't even brought up, and I don't care if it's spoiled because it, this is, he's a white, he's a white knight now. Yeah, yeah, dude. What the, the, the winter night. But he yeah. had to do, I mean, good God, talking about building suspense, he'd already gone through the four, th- he had three options or four options and he went through them. Oh, and he also, by the way, he gets to go to Sweden and meet Odin. Yeah. Oh yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, there that's what I thought was Odin, and Odin's like, yeah. I've already helped you out. You just don't realize it. That's what I really liked his description of Odin and Hugin and Moonen with the because uh, I don't know if you caught that with his receptionists. Yeah, that were in there, yeah. the ladies that were dressed in black and they had the really sharp nails. Yeah, those were those were Hugin and Moonen, his 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 ravens, thought and memory. You know. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's it's just really cool whenever you think about it. I really dug the way that that was was described or whatever. Oh yeah. And this is this is just kind of like breaking oh. the crust of Odin. There's more coming. The, not in, not in, not in ghost stories, but in cold days, there's more of Odin coming. To go back one more book, what he does in Turncoat with that mysterious island. Oh yeah! I can't remember what he calls it, but basically he claims it as Demon his. Reach. Yeah, yeah, Demon Reach. He pretty much creates a bond between the island and himself, and yes, he can sense everything happening as long as it's on the land. Oh That's yeah, amazing! That's amazing. Yes, where he came up with what? that. What did they call it? Geo something or other? I can't think of what it was. Something, but dude, sexton. that that part. Yeah, yeah, dude. That that part had that, or that book had a part in it that really just got me like, yeah, like got me all sorts of pumped up. Where he's on the island and he's fighting the Nagloshi, the the Skinwalker or the yeah. Nagloshi, however, you know, however you want to pronounce it or whatnot. Uh, where he's fighting the Skinwalker, and uh, you know, and he's tossing magic at this thing, and he's like, "This one's for Andy, and this one's for." You know, yeah. Kirby and blah, blah, and it's like, oh, like, it's just so dramatic and so, like, built everything up so big to where you're like, yeah, and and God bless Toot Toot, man. Toot Toot. You know. Major General Toot Toot? <laughs> right, yeah. That is funny the, in, in this one. The Zalord's Guard. What's that? In this one, then changes, he's got, keep this up, you're going to be a general. And Tutu gets all sad. <laughs> but why? Why is it that wrong? Right. Like, no, General's better than Major General. There's higher. She's like, oh. you're on the quick pat, uh, quick track to good things, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of a ner- initially. I was like annoyed with the whole fairy. Like in the earliest books, I'm like, oh come on, this is silly. Yeah. But now that's one of my favorite things. Oh yeah. The little, oh yeah. Uh, the little people. The, the, because they're overlooked the, the, by everybody. Oh God, yeah, yeah. No, that's the same here. I was kind of annoyed by him at first too, and then all of a sudden, 
it's like it's almost like Marsters kind of helped out because he wound up building the character even for Toot Toot, you know. Because if you Five listen to the early voice, yeah. earlier books, yeah, if you listen to the earlier books, he doesn't really do a voice for him or anything like yeah. that. It's just regular voice. He kind of pitches his voice a little bit different. In the later books, he actually builds a character for him and gives him an actual voice and all like this. And it's just, it's, it's, it really helps flesh out the character quite a bit. Um, but yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little, do you want a teaser? Yeah. Not a spoiler, but a teaser. Yeah. yeah. So out of Harry's party that you're, that, that, that he's amassed of all these people. Two of them will not make it out of the book alive. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Man. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's got the... It's okay. It's Dorothy, the Tan Man, the Lion, the Scarecrow. Yeah. What's great is what's great is they actually start uh, giving themselves names from, from Lord of the Rings later on, too. Oh, really? Oh yeah, that's another reason why I love Butcher's writing, lots man. Because of Star he, Wars references, lots of Lord of the Rings references, lots of Marvel references. Even the book that I'm listening to, is he says uh, I'm on Deadbeat, and I think it was Deadbeat, or or is the one right before that? He has a line in there where Harry says that he is. Oh no, it's it was it was the last one that I just was on, where he says that he's a study of the Tao of Peter Parker. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's awesome. It's just, oh yeah. What, what one was that? It was, uh, it wasn't Blood Rites. Blood Rites is the one I'm on right now. It was Death Masks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a really elaborate, um, world that he's taken from all the world mythologies. Um, even has Christianity in it. And I'm really, oh, the thing that saddened me the most from the last book. Or no, the, the small favors book. I've I've read so many so so fast. I'm like you said. I've almost gone through three books in a week. Um, the uh, Michael. What happens to Michael, the carrier, the knight carrier of one of the three swords, oh, has a nail from yeah. the cross in it. I, I keep wishing that something would happen to help him, but don't spoil it if he. I'm not. Me, guess, I'm not. But. Uh, it's Man, like, I tell I you that thinking, I keep thinking about that power Harry has with his right—is it his right hand or no, the left hand? Oh, that yeah, new power he got from an archangel. I'm sure people are like, "What the hell is wrong?" Yeah, the, the like soul fire angels and Odin and yeah, soul fire instead of hellfire. Yeah, yeah, that makes me, makes me think about the Force, which makes me think about what Ray does at the end of the Rise of Skywalker. With her touch, where she get, takes some of her life force and puts it into other the snake first, and then into Ben, and then he done, yeah. done the same thing to her. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I I, I want to tell you so bad, but I can't. I'm not going to say anything. Just, just well, because Michael, you know what's going to happen as soon as we get done recording? I'm putting my earbuds in, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I've got four hours. I'm probably going to go ahead and start ghost burn through tonight. it. Yeah, man, I will tell you that the uh, the ending of changes is is freaking awesome. Uh, Ghost story is a lot of fun. Cold days is freaking awesome, and skin game is pretty. You're you're probably gonna burn through these last few books because they're all just really freaking good. And uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. 
I'll I, say this about Butcher. I don't like everything he does in the books. I'll say that. I don't necessarily like the way he objectifies women to a certain extent. That's just my being yeah. the, the father of two young ladies. Oh, yeah. But I know that's how dudes think. So it's like Harry is that guy. He, he That's how he is. But I got to tell you, despite anything I don't like, I, he, I care so much about what's happening to all of these characters. I care oh, yeah. about what's happening to Michael. I care about, oh, what's the only remaining knight, the one that's from Russia? He's black and from Sonya. Russia. Sonya. I care yeah. about him. I even care about the priest at that little church. I care about <laughs> Father Ford Hill. Yeah, Molly. I care about uh, Murphy, of course. I'm wondering what Murphy's mom is doing. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. He's created a world based in yeah. our world. It's almost like you, oh, yeah. every time I'm reading, I want to go Google Earth and see this place that he's in. Yeah. He, he is so. Does he live in Chicago? He has to, or did? No, he doesn't. He actually, I think he lives in Missouri. Seriously? Or, I think I think so. I think he lives in Missouri. Well, he went to school at OU. So when I at, traveled through, he went to OU, huh? That's cool. So he, when yeah, I he traveled went to OU. through Missouri and my lightning trip up to Missouri, up to Chicago and back, when the world was ending with coronavirus breaking out, I could have yeah. stopped and seen Dennis, Rodney, right. Matt Kent, <laughs> And Jim Butcher and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Dennis Wood, uh, David Woodrell, a, a novelist. Well, I could have just packed it all in. And, and I know, sure. right? Yeah. What the heck, dude? You well, let everybody down, Michael. With everybody, man. But I didn't do it. I still yeah. distance, social distance. Yeah, social distancing. You're already getting an early start on it at that point in time. Yeah, I, I, I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he he lives in Missouri. But well, yeah, he, knows he Chicago uh, really good. Oh, I know it. Well, that and uh, it's it's funny because one of those one of those stories in the uh, the working for Bigfoot short stories is actually takes place on the OU campus. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I've I've been to Chicago twice, and that area there where the Field Museum. You saw the Field Museum. Yeah. So that that area where the Field Field Museum is, that's just kind of I don't know what direction it is, but kind of like to the back behind. Well, the water, I guess, in that area that you're seeing is Lake Michigan is also like Burnham Harbor, because I was actually in that area eating a. A hamburger at a little hamburger joint the first time I was in Chicago, and I just so happened to look to see where we were at because I took a picture of just these boats that were behind us, and I looked at the uh, tag on the on the thing, and we were actually at Burnham Harbor, and I was like, "Holy crap, that's yeah. Burnham Harbor! Like, uh, that's pretty stinking cool." But the only place I haven't been able to go that I haven't gotten to go whenever I've been to Chicago was St. Mary of the Angels. Oh, that's a real church. Yeah, that's a real church there. Uh, but I did, I did go to Graceland Cemetery and there's been quite a few, quite a bit of stuff that happens, you know, in Dresden Files at Graceland Cemetery and, uh, quite a bit more in the next book that you're coming up on Ghost Story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, but I, yeah, it, I can just tell you right now, like I suffered for so long with Michael's end. Because he, well, I won't say end because it sounds like he died. He didn't die. 
like spoiler alert to people. But then again, that book is like five, six years old. So it's even older than five or six years old because it's been five years since the last book came out, I think. But, you know, it bothered me for that long. So just know that you're getting a reprieve because like, (laughs) I'm about to be be caught up uh, pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and Michael's not done. I won't. I'll, I'll say that much. Well, I had a feeling that he's not because. Yeah. He, he, and he's he. You know, honestly, he's getting what he he wanted. He's he's. You know, he he doesn't die from his injuries. True. And he, he's he can't knight anymore, so he's getting to stay home, work his carpentry job, teach you know his kids, and you know, and 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 you know, be the dad that his kids deserved and stuff. So. <laughs> I got one. More so bit it's not of news. necessarily a bad thing. What's that? I got one more bit of news because I know your okay. your butt's probably starting to hurt. Yeah, it's starting. It's getting there. But uh, speaking of Pierce Brown, um, I yeah. don't know if you ever got to read the uh, the first uh, uh, mini series he did on the Red Riding Sons of Aries. That's a prequel to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. In February, he put out Volume Two. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, Red Rising Sons of Aries Volume Two called Wrath. So I'm gonna have to. Pretty soon, I'm gonna have to drop a little bit to get that. And I still want to get that uh, Star Wars. <clears throat> excuse me the the comic that has the meet up with Indy and and uh, Han or the where they're That's right. the same book. Yeah, I'd completely forgot about that after I searched so long for it, and it was like 50, 60 bucks just for the book. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm glad you said something about that because I seriously had forgotten about that. Yeah, that's still on my list. Those are two things in the immediate future that I I need to sink my teeth into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you and me both. You and me both, senor. Have you watched anything recently that... No, happy. not really. With with you know, with May the fourth being tomorrow, I've this weekend I've really just kind of Star Warsed out. Uh last weekend I can't really say that there was anything in particularly that I kinda like locked onto and really watched it just blew me away that I'm like, uh, what was it? I can't no, not that I can really think of, man. Yeah. We- yeah, like I said, this this weekend's been straight up Star Wars for me yeah, this weekend, as so. it should be. Oh I've yeah, got, like I said, yeah. I've got I've got a Rise of Skywalker paused right now. Um, this week we did a Wes Anderson film festival at our house, where we watched every one of the movies he wrote and directed, except for Grand Budapest Hotel. We oh really? All of them. And uh, oh, cool. what a weird brain he has, but <laughs> he, he's a talented son of a gun. And plus, yeah. you know, a lot of Bill Murray. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, that's, and that's the perk of it is you get a lot of Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray and he seems to be in just about every Wes Anderson movie that there is. I won't say every one of them, but I know he's in a ton of them. Yep. Yep. He's it's not almost, in uh he's in he's in Rushmore, he's in uh Royal Tannenbaums, he's is Steve Zazu in Life Aquatic. Um yeah. I don't yeah, he's in Moonrise Kingdom and he is in Darjeeling Limited because he has a very small part 
he's at the very big, he's the opening scene and the, near the, in the closing scene of that movie. Oh, okay. Limited. Yeah. 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 I haven't, I've, I've dug the Wes Anderson movies I've seen. I haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of them. Uh, what was it? I did start watching a, uh, I did start watching a, uh, for some reason, whenever you said Wes Anderson and, and Bill Murray, it made me think of how Tim, Tim Burton uses, uh, Johnny Depp in a lot of his movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I've started watching this thing on, on, uh, I think it's a new series. Uh, it's a, uh, a pr- uh, prop culture, P R O P. So prop culture on Disney plus. It's actually pretty cool, man. It's about this guy going around and uh, kind of finding all these old uh, Disney props, a lot of them Disney props. Well, every one of them so far have been like old Disney props or whatever. And one of the episodes they do is Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. And I didn't realize that before that, Tim Burton was an artist for Disney. Really? Yeah, which kind of blows me away. Yeah, he worked on The Fox and the Hound. Back in, I think it was like 1981 or whatever. Wow. And that just, that blows my mind to think that he was, I think he actually like drew Todd or designed Todd or something like that. You know, the fox and fox and the uh, fox and the hound. But, uh, yeah, that blows my mind to think that he, you know, the, all the weird stuff that's come out of that dude's brain. Yeah. <laughs> was an artist for Disney beforehand. Speaking of weird people, um, if you ever get a chance, uh, what's his name? Elijah Wood. Yeah. And another guy have a podcast. Forgive me. I don't remember the name of it, but basically it's him and his filmmaking buddy going around talking to creative people. And the best, you want to hear a weird person's life, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, they sit down for yeah. two episodes with him and his life has been bizarre. And really? his house is like, a museum of the bizarre. I'd love to see really? it. Yeah. He, that, 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 uh, came out last year. They, I don't know if they're okay. even still doing the podcast. I can't remember. Forgive me. I can't remember. I'm sure it's easy to Google and find out or yeah. duck, duck, go it or whatever search engine you use. But, uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Cause it sounds interesting. I've got a buddy of mine. That's a huge Guillermo del Toro fan. And, uh, Dargento, uh, Ah, I can't think of his name. Uh, anyways, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter, but yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna do it, man. Heck yeah, I think that's gonna I think that's gonna wrap us. What do you think? I think. Liz, so. Is there anything else you wanted to touch base on, real quick? I recommend going and checking out a podcast called The Alchemical Mind. It's not on their Nerdy Legion, but um. Somebody near and dear to the Nerdy Legion is creating it. So, okay. Uh, check it out. It's an interesting little uh, personal project. Um, if you're interested in alternative thinking and questioning things, and it just dropped the first three episodes uh, last night. Heck, and yeah. One of the episodes, the third episode, actually appeared first on my Bibliophile Adventures Oh, okay. Uh, podcast on the Upanishads, if that doesn't tell you who, who's doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. And, uh, All righty. Speaking of Bibliophile Adventures, Michael from Germany just dropped a really good one. He, I just released it on uh, Sunday uh, about a Tolkien poem that was published in 1945, written in 1930, 
And Michael, as usual, does a really, really good job of discussing something that uh, I would never have heard about, probably. And uh, I really enjoy it every time he he sends an episode in to be released because I never don't learn something interesting from that guy and hearing his perspective um, about things. Um, it's pretty pretty cool. So yeah, check both of those things out. Heck yeah, man! I was actually searching for the Alchemical Mind right now while you were saying that on uh, on uh, the uh, uh, Apple iTunes or Apple, you know, the Apple Podcast yep. catcher, yep. whatever. Uh, but uh, I think that's going to do it for us. I think that's going to wrap us up, man. I think so. I'm but, I, uh, coughed, I coughed one. Two, three cuff, times. Just one time, man. Three times. Well, one, two, three. I was cleared it three? my throat once, and no one's going to hear it because I'm going to go back immediately and generate silence <laughs> over that. And then I'll yeah. sync up our voices, and it'll be like we're in the same room. And uh, I can tell. Uh, I don't know if you can tell my voice is getting a little weak uh, over yeah. the phone. But uh, I'm so much healthier. I'm so happy to feel good. But the you craziest, sound a lot better than the lot you did the last time. That's for sure. The damnedest thing is, I because I don't have an. I mean, I I just can't stay. If, if I'm sick, I'm sick. I can't stay sick. I mean, because my job is like, you know what I do. It's pretty labor intensive, and when it's it comes time to do the job, you got to get out there and bust your butt and do it. Whether it, you know, from seven o'clock to seven o'clock or whatever. It's oh, yeah. 14 hour yeah, days. Don't, you don't have a choice. You don't have sick days. No. And it's like, I actually was fortunate. I was feeling really good. And then, like, Friday, no, it's Friday night. It's like, uh oh. I managed to get through two weeks. And then Friday night, I could feel it's like in the middle of the night. It's like this sickness was coming back for the third time to try to get me and drag me back in. And I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> not gonna do it. Not gonna do Over, it. I'm overdosing not. on vitamin C. Yep, yep. Rest Heck this yeah. weekend, and I, so I'm resting this weekend, and I'm, I'm, I can't afford to get sick anymore. <laughs> yeah, I Literally. don't blame you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, but I think that's gonna do it for us. I think that's gonna wrap us up. Uh, you can go by. Uh, Go by and write us an email if there's anything you want us to touch base on, anything you want to grab at us about, anything else you want to do, whatever. Email us. That's uh, show or 2BTshow at gmail.com. That's the number 2BTshow at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of us on Twitter instead of say, like, writing emails too hard, if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter or follow us on Twitter, that's the number 2BTshow. That's number 2BTshow. While you're at it, go by, rate us, write a review. Just remember, please be kind. We like five stars. Oh, do we have yeah. reviews? Yeah, we have a few. Not a whole heck of a lot, but we've got a few. <clears throat> Good to know. Good oh yeah. With that being with that being said, I'm David. I'm Michael. Two BT signing off. Adios. Fire Contias. So it goes. <laughs> oh my God. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, please. Like, my hands are just destroyed. I've been washing them so much. Uh, Vaya con Diaz. Y'all take care and good health to everybody. God bless you all.
Uh, thank you for listening. Adios. Falcon Diaz. All right. That, that's about. Bye. Bye. That was my transformer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't terrible. That was pathetic. Boom. Nerdy Legion. Nerdylegion.com.